All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Better late than never. Welcome. It's favorite. Fucking Anton Lander. Bag milk. This is Ceases. 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 Wait a minute. Ceases. Who are you? Tyler, your remject is so fucking sexy. Ceases. Fucking Anton Lander. It's my favorite. But better late than never. This is so fucking sexy. Yes. Welcome. Episode 10, Better Late Than Never, brought to you as always by my friends at Arcadia Brewing. Check them out and everything they've got going on at ArcadiaYeg.com. Check them out on Twitter at Arcadia Brew Co. and on Instagram at Arcadia Brewing Co. What I'm saying is Arcadia Brew Co. on Twitter, Arcadia Brewing Co. on Instagram. Welcome into a special edition of Better Late Than Never. I don't know why I said that. It's Wednesday afternoon, a little bit uh, a little bit breezy in the city, a little bit cold, a little bit snowy, but things are always better after a big Oilers win. All right, too much of an ovation. Got to give them love. This week was a big one for the Edmonton Oilers. They had three games. The first one was up against Philly. We've got Chicago coming up tomorrow, which is Thursday, and then they've got the Habs on Saturday. Three teams, three horrible teams, I should add, and three opportunities to get big, big points. 
Yeah! Little John's excited. I'm excited because they started it off with a win. Big shutout win over the Philadelphia Flyers last night. It was 3-0. Miko Koskinen stood on his head. And that's how we will start the news. Welcome to the news. By the way, in case you're wondering why I've got segment music for each segment, it's because it takes me time to get from board to board on my soundboard. So basically what I'm doing here is I'm buying myself time by playing some theme song music for the news. Right? That makes sense, right? Of course. So starting off the news, I got to start with Nico Koskinen. Over his last eight starts, listen to this, okay? 934 save percentage, 225 goals against average. He is rock solid. Rock solid. He's got a shutout in there. That was yesterday against Philly. On Saturday, he absolutely goalied the Florida Panthers. Got the Oilers a win they shouldn't have had. That's two points in the bank that there was no way they should have had because, man, that ended up being super important because on Wednesday against Tampa, Mike Smith was the complete opposite. That was a game when the players played well enough to get a victory, but the goaltender did not. I talked about that last week before the Wanye interview. As for Miko Koskinen, well, our guy's playing really well. Playing really, really well. And after yesterday's game against Philly, he got his first ever shutout, and this is what he had to say about it. Yeah, it's everything. It's about winning. You either win or lose the game, and two points or zero points. So I think it's pretty, pretty clear. I'm a, I'm a team team player. I don't, I don't care about the stats anymore. I'm all too old anyway. So it's, I'm here to, here <laughs> to win the games and hope for something bigger. I'm too old anyway. Shout out to Nico. How old a guy are you anyway? I'm going to Google that. Let me vamp here a little bit. You are 33 years old, my friend. You just turned 33 in July. You are a spring chicken. Come on. What's interesting, though, is that Nico kind of quieted down the goalie conversation just a little bit, just a touch, because he's carrying the mail. Again, in his last eight starts, there was a relief appearance in there in, against Minnesota. did not go well. But in his last eight starts, 934 and a 225, if they can get goaltending like that from Miko Koskinen down the stretch, the Oilers are going to be fine. The question, of course, is how long that will actually last for. Back to Miko. Jay Woodcroft spoke about how well he's playing after that win against the Flyers. Miko's been playing uh, very well for a long period of time here. It, it's not just over the last few weeks. Uh, before um, before the break, he had put up some good numbers, and through no fault of his own, he ended up on COVID protocols. Uh, but he worked his way back into um, game shape, and uh, you know, in the three games that I've seen him play here, he's he's been excellent. And I do think he is, inspires confidence in the team. Um, and, uh, he's been a big factor in those three wins that he's, that I've seen him, uh, personally. He certainly has been a big factor, Jay Woodcroft. And I got to say, Miko Koskinen, we've doubted you a lot over the last or the early part of the season. And then you go on a heater like this and it kind of brings everybody back in your favor. And for everybody, I'm just going to say, I apologize. I apologize. But that game against the, uh, against the Panthers, I mean, come on. 
He was sensational. He was absolutely sensational. Another guy that was sensational that we need to mention is a guy who's trying to turn himself into the answer around here, or at least some kind of version of the answer. Our boy Derek Ryan, four goals in his last three games. He became the oldest Edmonton Oiler in franchise history to register a hat trick in that win against the Florida Panthers. Got three. Derek Ryan, when he was asked about a hat trick, this is what he had to say. Getting my first hat trick in the NHL at a ripe age of 35 feels pretty good. So yeah, this feels, feels good. I don't know if you know this, but oldest player in Oilers history to record a hat trick. No way. Put that on the wall, eh? <laughs> Put that on the wall indeed. Is Derek Ryan the answer? He might be. I don't know. You can never trust a guy whose last name could be his first. That's what I've always lived my life under the, uh, that's a rule I've always lived by. Just me? Probably just me. Good news is, even though the Oilers picked up only two points against Tampa, Florida, and Carolina, the teams played well. And I think that all kind of culminated in a shutout win yesterday against the Flyers, where again they played well. The Flyers also played well, but Nico stood on his head. The defense came through when they needed to be. Duncan Keith came back, played, he was quietly solid. All in all, pretty good. But what did the coach have to say? I've always got time for Jay Woodcroft. We scored goals in different fashions. Uh, obviously, the power play came up big at the end of the first period after we had a great five-on-three penalty kill. Um, found a way to score a real um, May-June type goal at the end of the second. That was the garbage goal by Yamamoto, by the way. Sorry for cutting you off there, Mr. Woodcroft. But I've been talking about greasy goals and dirty goals and driving to the crease and trying to get some shit done and cause mayhem. And that was the kind of goal that was. So I just want to say shout out to you, Kaylor Yamamoto, because that is the kind of goal that I've been asking for all season long. And you gave me one. Mr. Woodcroft, back to you. Period there that I think is, bodes well for us as we move forward. And then I thought we played a really mature third period. I thought uh, uh, we did some things uh, very well tonight. There are some areas that we've got to continue to clean up, but there's a lot of lot to like and a lot to build on. See, and I agree, there really is a lot to build on because under under Jay Woodcroft, listen to this. If you're listening, I'm going to teach you a little something. There, the Oilers are seven and three under Jay Woodcroft. Seven wins, three losses. They have increased their goals four per game. It is 3.60 under Jay Woodcroft, while they're only giving up 2.50. 2.50. Goodness gracious, learn how to speak. But they're giving up less, right? The team also has two shutouts under Jay Woodcroft's watch, while they had zero to start the season. Now, of course, that's up for the goalies to stand on their heads and do their part, but that's what happened. Stuart Skinner picked up one against San Jose. That was his first career shutout. Nico, shutout against the Flyers. That was his first in two years. That is his first in two years. So things are looking up. I agree with Jay Woodcroft. I'd love to know what you guys think. Hit me up, JSBM Bag Milk on Twitter. Hi, my name is Bag Milk on Instagram. Do you think this team looks different under Jay Woodcroft than they did before? Because I'm telling you, they do. Just listen. If you don't have an opinion, just listen to mine. Everyone is entitled to my opinion. Everybody. And for that, I say thank you. 
I'm going to move along here. Another thing that has not changed, though, it seems, with the Edmonton Oilers, a little bit of news made the rounds around Twitter this week after Brendan Perlini found out he was being placed on waivers from his mom after she saw it on Twitter. I know that there's times where these kinds of things slip through the cracks. Waivers, there's probably a bunch of people got their fingerprints on it on any given day when something happens and somebody has to waive a while. But what I would suggest is we all got cell phones, right? Before the social media team has a chance to post it on Twitter, certainly, certainly, somebody can tell Brendan Perlin, right? Fire him a text. Maybe use his WhatsApp. Open that baby. Is he an Android guy? I don't know. It's the only reason to use WhatsApp. All I'm saying is just be better, Oilers. Let your players know. Low communication. <laughs> Next thing I want to touch on is I wouldn't expect a goalie trade if I was you. As I mentioned off the top, we were less than three weeks away from the trade deadline. But should we expect a goalie? I don't think so. Daniel Nugent Bowman over at The Athletic sat down for an interview with Ken Holland, and when asked about the goaltending, he said, In Koski's last seven starts, not in relief against Minnesota, I think he's over a 920 save percentage. He's around 2.5 goals against average or just a hair under. Koski's played well at very high, or Koski's played at a very high level over his last seven games. With Smitty, he believed, he missed basically the first half of the year. Then he came back and missed three or four weeks with some injuries. Smitty played really good in Carolina. I thought he was really good in the Islanders game. In the Minnesota game, we were giving up too many grade A chances. There were just too many turnovers. It was sort of designed that they would play 55%, 45% of the games. But from a depth standpoint, Stu Skinner's got a couple of looks, uh, got his feet wet. He's having a tremendous year in Bakersfield. He's continuing to grow. Now that we can get them both going, I believe we're going to get good goaltending. I don't know about that one, Ken. I don't know about that one. Again, Nico Koskinen, he's doing his part. His last eight starts, as I mentioned earlier, and I'll say it again, 934 save percentage, 225 goals against. Rock solid. Rock solid. But what I have concerns about is whether or not Mike Smith can handle his end of the bargain because he just hasn't really shown it all that much. Yes, he played well against Carolina, but I also don't think that I forgot that third goal, the one that ultimately was disallowed for being offside. That goal was ugly. That goal was ugly. So don't expect a goalie trade, maybe. Heard a lot about goaltending. Now all of a sudden the guys are starting to step up. Maybe that just quiets things down just a touch. Maybe that quiet thing down just a touch. Other things from Daniel Nugent Bowman's interview with Ken Holland. Unfortunately, Oscar Clefbaum's playing career seems like it may be over. While Holland did admit that Clefbaum is starting to pl- uh, feel better just in his personal life, his day-to-day, he finished off that part by saying, I think it's much more pessimistic when it comes to if he's going to play again. Ken Holland not exactly filling us with confidence when it comes to C- Oscar Clefbaum. Maybe our just abbed hero is just done. That's unfortunate. That's a bummer to me. 
I would have loved a Kucherov situation where Oscar Kleffbaum comes back, rises from the ashes like a phoenix. Maybe they lower him from the rafters like Sting in the WWE. Or was it WCW in those days? Maybe they lower him from the rafters, and then here comes Oscar Kleffbaum for game one of the playoffs. Lower down, shirts off, abs are out. The whole crowd goes fucking bananas. I can see it. I don't know if we'll ever will. I don't know if we'll ever, if we ever will. Mm-hmm. Other news, Ryan Nugent Hopkins is listed as week to week, but a little, a little birdie told me. A little birdie told me that he's going to be out for a while. That is a shoulder. Could be four or five, six weeks. So week to week is the official listing from the Oilers. Unfortunately, that does not look like it's going to be a short-term thing for Ryan Nugent Hopkins, and that makes my brain go boom. I hope that didn't make me pop the audio, or I have to start over and try again. Because if that did happen, I would be very, very upset. Right? Okay, good. Good. The other thing I want to mention is, you get older and you just notice weird shit about your life that maybe when you were younger you didn't see it coming. I have a Dyson Dustbuster. I got it through Air Miles. One of my prized possessions. I thought it died the other day. Got a little warranty work done on it. Had to get the battery replaced. It's all good. We're good. Fine folks at Dyson sorted me out. But what I would say is, I really appreciate my Dustbuster. I really do. Maybe that's just life in your 30s, you know? Maybe that's just life in your 30s. All I know for sure is that I'm turning into my dad, and I don't know how I feel about it. There you go for the news. The news! Brought to you by Arcadia Brewing. They're the title sponsor on here, so they're brought to you, everything's brought to you by Arcadia. Love them. Love them. Again, check them out, Arcadia Brew, ArcadiaYeg.com, Arcadia Brew Co. on Twitter, Arcadia Brewing Co. on Instagram. Got it? Good, 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 good. Caution! This podcast may contain traces of cheese and cherries. And with that, back to our regular programming. Tomorrow, the Edmonton Oilers are going up against the Chicago Blackhawks. This is another game that I think they should win. The Blackhawks are terrible. But the big story leading into the game is that this is Duncan Keith's first trip back to Chicago after being traded to the Oilers this past offseason. When he was asked about his first trip back, here's what Duncan Keith said. Uh, I don't know if it uh, is a matter of how many games you've played in the league. It's just kind of team's been on the road, and uh, I was skating back back home. So I uh, had a good skate with the team yesterday and uh, uh, feel good. So ready to get going tonight. That is the wrong clip. That is the wrong clip because what I do is I clip things and you'd think now on episode 10 I'd start to get used to this, but man, do I suck. <laughs> Basically, he was just saying it's trying to be another game, just any other game, but I fucked that up, so it is what it is. It is what it is. Before we get to the Rig Hand Distillery voicemail, I just want to leave you with this review. That helps cover up my mistake. It's from BB062481. I love that username. It just flows off the tongue. BB062481. 
I love Bag Milk on all the other Nation Network podcasts, but I just listened to the two-plus hour of Bag Milk plus Wanye interview, and it was so inspiring and interesting to hear all of this came to be. I've loved everything Oilers Nation for years, but now I feel even more connected than ever. Congratulations to all for all you have accomplished, and to a big thank you for being such a passionate Oilers fan. And I will say thank you to you. Yeah! I just appreciate you listening. Really, is at the end of the day, that's what I want to say. Now, it's everybody's favorite time of the week. It is the Rig Hand Distillery voicemail. See, I got long music here. Now that I told you my secret that I need this music to switch pages, it all makes sense, doesn't it? It all makes sense. I have got 20, 20 voicemails to get through. I have got 20 voicemails to get through. This is the most ever, so I've got a full slate of voicemails here. You guys had a lot of questions. You had a lot of commentary. I'm sure Donkey Volley is mixed in here somewhere, but... I'm excited to get to them, but first I have to tell you about Rig Hand Distillery. If you go to RigHandDistillery.com, not only will you see their wares on my kitchen table right now where I'm recording this podcast. I've got a bottle of their delicious Double Double. I promise you, last weekend, back-to-back matinees, this stuff was an elixir of life for me. It was just a kiss on my taste buds from the gods at over at Rig Hand, and I encourage you to go check them out. So again... Go to RigHandDistillery.com, print off the coupon for a tasting tour out of the facility in Miscue. I promise you're going to have a good time. promise you will. I've done it. I've done it, and I'll do it again. I'm encouraging you to do the same. The Rig Hand Distillery voicemail starts with message number one. Hey, Big Milk. So I've been dating this girl for about six months now, and we were discussing, you know, where we could end up together, and she said she would rather end up in Calgary than anywhere else in Canada. Is that grounds to break up with her? Calgary is a beautiful city, though. You know? She would rather end up in Calgary than anywhere else in Canada. No, it's not grounds to break up with her. You know, young caller. I know who you are based on the voice, but I won't give it away. I'm going to say you do not break up with her just because she wants to move to Calgary. What I would say is you absolutely 2,000% break up with her if she wants you to become a Flames fan. Those are two very different things in my mind. Sometimes things are worthy of a compromise. Other times, not so much. Move to Calgary? Fine. It's a fine city. Like the Flames? Absolutely not. Was my number two. Once again, you're listening to (laughs) Better Late Than Never by Bagged Milk. I see. Oh man, the dying battery at the end. Some of the best donkey volley. I knew you'd be in there. I didn't know where you would be in this list because again, I should just post a picture of what my soundboard actually looks like. It just all I'm looking at is the time or the date that the message came in. So that was on February 26th. You sent that in. It's March 2nd today. So we have a couple of days to get through here to get up to date. Life tip. When using a dating app, always remember to use left as well as right. Especially if they don't listen to better late than never. Oh, good tip. That'll teach them. Oh, yes. Good tip from Donkey Volley there. If you are on dating apps, if you are a single folk, unlike my first caller, 
He's asking for some advice about his misses going to Calgary. Always swipe left if they've never heard of Better Late Than Never. Always swipe left if they've never heard of this podcast. At least that just that just makes good sense, at least to me. You're on an evening out. <laughs> oh you my. meet a young lady. You go back to your place. She's about to slip into something more comfortable. Let your ears slip into something more comfortable with Better Late Than Never. <laughs> what was that music underneath there? That was very nice. That was very nice. I, yeah, Donkey Volley, you are really coming through for this podcast. You really, really are. And I appreciate you. Clip number four. Oh, you yeah, mate. This is the Australian donkey. No idea what's going on. <laughs> you need to listen to Better Like Than Never. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I like how he's putting music beds underneath these now. Is that still the same person? Donkey Volley, you're just doing multiple voices? Because he told me in the DMs on Twitter that he just likes to do voices. I also like that he's adding the beds. The music underneath it just makes it nice. I told him, and I promise, that I'm going to keep some of these locked in as bumpers. I already played one before with the cheese and the cherries, and this is another one that's obviously a favorite if you listen a few episodes back. Hello, you. Oh, wow. Your ears look fantastic. <laughs> It's so it's so fucking random. I love this podcast. You guys are the best. Next message. Beef. It's a meat we can all get behind. Like better late than never. What did he say? Beef. Beef. I don't know. Beef. 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 I don't know if I've ever heard anybody say that before. I love beef. Who doesn't like a steak? Especially here in Alberta. Come on. I'll throw that shit on the ice, though, if it calls for it. Remember 2006? I always remember. Imagine a lounge <laughs> where your ears need something more. <laughs> more excellence. More majesticity. <laughs> you need to listen to Better Late Than Never. Uh-huh. You know you need it. We are... Seven messages into the voicemail now, and six of the first seven are Donkey Volley. <laughs> I got a feeling I know what this eighth one is, but we'll see what happens. Hello, Mr. Milk. I would like you to relay a message to Mr. Donkey Balls. <laughs> I challenge this fake British man to a proper English duel, perhaps a dance-off. How dare he sully the majesty that is an English accent? You're what is a English dance-off look like? I imagine it's just mushy peas and soccer chants or something like that. You know? Okay, okay. Go. Go. Thanks, right, Bag milk. Will you ever shed your bag? And by that, I mean, will you ever, like, do a face reveal? You know, like how a snake sheds his skin? You'll, like, shed your bag of milk, if that makes any sense. Like, I know what you look like, but maybe I don't. Like, maybe you're, you've yet to shed your skin, and you're, like, a reptilian. So, like, if the Oilers ever do win the Scanlon Cup, is that when you'll do, like, a face reveal kind of thing? I'm just curious. Like, will you shed your bag for us? Was the answer is no. And I'll tell you why. If you listened to the podcast with Wanye last week, and a lot of you did, thank you very much for the support on that one. The, the messages that you guys sent when you were awesome. But the answer is no. I have no interest in it because, one, it doesn't go with the shtick. 
The shtick has been maintained now for over a decade. There's no reason for me to break it. Two, I just don't want to. My favorite thing is when people recognize you, Was. I like when people on social recognize you. And if I ever get a chance where we're out in public and we have an event or we're together and somebody recognizes you, I would much rather see somebody enjoy that moment with you than feel incredibly awkward because that's just how I feel. I'm a shy weirdo, man. But I also have a shtick to maintain. Again, I talked about Banksy on the Wanya interview. You know the art. You don't know the artist. Good. Karaoke time. Turn around. Every now and then he get a little bit terrified. But then he see the look in your eyes. Turn around, bright eyes. <laughs> Every Turn now and then he fall apart. And I need you now tonight. And I need you more than ever. And if you only hold me tight, we'll be holding forever. Can anybody, like, if you're around my age, there's no way you hear Total Eclipse of the Heart and don't think about, uh, don't think about old school, right? Here and now and then I fall apart. And I need you now tonight. I fucking need you more than ever. Right? Of course. Hey, Big Milk, it's Dan. Uh, just touching base again. Uh, I was just scrolling through a Facebook page here recently, and they pitched a Mike Smith conspiracy theory uh, to the rest of the group uh, as a joke, obviously. but. You know, they pitched it as such that, uh, Mike Smith is actually out here losing games on purpose, so Ken Holland gains a better sense of urgency <laughs> in his movement with the team. So, Mike Smith losing one of those games. He's a double agent. Tippett's firing was all planned. Him playing Tinfoil bad to mediocre against the, uh, how do you say? teams as of late during that as we say murders row uh is all to uh point out to Teddy Holland that we have an issue with our goal set. He just has the be- the team's best interest at heart. That's all this is. <laughs> just wanted to hear your thoughts on this uh joke that was put out. <laughs> well, here's here's the thing. I could absolutely see Mike Smith as a double agent. He did play for the Flames, remember? He played for the Flames immediately before playing for the Oilers. Right now, the Calgary Flames are playing very well. Mike Smith, however, is not playing very well. Could he be sewering the Edmonton Oilers from the inside out of an allegiance he still has and maintains to the Calgary Flames? Maybe. Or, maybe he's just 40. You know? Maybe he's just 40, and he is uh, an old guy now. And he, uh, this is what we're gonna get. Up until Schmitty gets up and running. Schmitty's battling the ability to stop the puck. So we'll see. I hope not, but if he is a double agent, we're on to you. Hey, Begmo. Uh, question for you. For people like myself that are, or have been invested in hockey from a fan base perspective for mm-hmm. so long. Yes. But wanna learn it from uh, a more technical lens. How do you usually go about that? Um, obviously, understanding the rules of the game is important and such, but I feel like rules can only bring you so far uh, to understanding the game because I feel like there's a deeper level to it. How have you established um, that deeper connection to hockey as a game as well as 
uh, you know, how do you, how do you ask those important questions? Like, how do you come up with the stuff that you guys ask on Oilers Nation? Whether it's you or the other boys, uh, but how do you, how do you guys come up with that stuff? Just a general curiosity for life, really? I don't know. Learning the game on a technical aspect outside of obviously you need to know the rules to be able to follow it, but I think that can get out of the way pretty quickly. Learning it on a deeper level, it's really how much effort do you really want to put into it. For me, I was fortunate enough when I was growing up, I was able to play hockey. My dad did the whole thing. I went to, I played in leagues in the winter. I played summer hockey in the summer. I went to hockey camps. I went to scouting camps and everything I could get into to learn how to be better at what I was doing. And at the time, I thought I was going to make the NHL, but ultimately, as I look back now in my 30s, I was just too lazy. There was no commitment on my part to actually get there. I just thought that having a little bit of natural skill was enough to get me forward. And obviously, nothing in life is that easy. And as a fan, it's the same thing. If you want to learn more about it, like on a deeper level, if you want to dive into learning about the stats and what the possession numbers mean and all that kind of nerdy spreadsheet shit, take some time. Check out some primers on YouTube. Just like anything in life, you can do anything you want on YouTube. As far as I know, you can be a doctor as long as you learned it on YouTube. I hope that answers the question. I didn't really understand it. I'm not that smart overall. And I think that's the biggest takeaway from right now. I'm just not that smart overall. Do a wine tasting segment where you buy the cheapest bottles of wine that you can find and then rate them from 1 to 10. So I like this idea a lot because if you've been listening to any of the podcasts, really, real life or this one, I've been talking about wanting to get into red wine a lot more. I bought myself a wine rack. Still hasn't shown up in my house, fucking Bezos. Where's my wine rack? So I bought myself a wine rack. People are sending me some recommendations for some red wines. Me and the missus have been going out for dinner. I've been trying some different ones. I'm having a good time with it. I would absolutely do a wine tasting thing on here. But I think the play would be to get somebody who actually knows something about wine, like a sommelier. Dangerous way. Are you listening to this? If I did a like a 20-minute segment with you on red wine, would you be able to help me? I think I need somebody who can teach me, like, what the bouquet of flavors actually means, to quote Jason Strudley. My journey in red wine has just begun. So far, I've overspent on all of the wine that I've bought. Do I regret it? No! Will I take all of your recommendations and ideas? Absolutely, I will, because this is now my lifestyle. It's a red wine lifestyle, and I'm just getting into it. I'm a rookie. Please be patient with me. Bag Milk, since you're a hip-hop guy, I want your opinion on grime or UK rap. Do, do you have an opinion on it? Do you enjoy it? I don't know. I've been I've been listening to a couple artists recently, like Dave, AJ Tracy, Stormzy. Have you uh, delved into uh, the UK rap scene at all? Because I think it's been uh, getting a lot of popularity recently. So I just kind of want to get your thoughts on it. I know it's not a hockey-related question, but I like talking music sometimes. Was. I like you, man. You can ask me about hip-hop whenever you want. I'm a huge hip-hop guy. I love it. But to be honest, I haven't really gotten into UK hip-hop all that much. You know? When, uh, what's that guy's name? Mm, Tiny Tempa. Remember that guy? When he had popular jams just in pop radio, I was really into those. I thought he was really talented. He was doing, like, some different flavors of just 
general pop slash hip hop music, and I thought it was fun. But to answer the question about the about UK hip hop, my only real experience with it came as a result of traveling. So if you listen to any of my stuff on real life or dive into it here, I guess. I was lucky enough to do a lot of traveling in my early 20s, so I spent a lot of time over in Southeast Asia specifically. And in 2009, Bonkers by Dizzy Rascal was just the smash jam of all smash jams over there. It was that, and it was, uh, fuck, what was the other one? I Got a Feeling by the Black Eyed Peas. You would close down clubs to either of those two songs, and if you went to a bar on any given night, chances are when final call came or last call came and they were shutting things down and starting to turn the lights up, they would get the last hurrah would be Bonkers by Dizzy Rascal. So my point here is that I follow Dizzy Rascal since 2009. He's got some good jams, a lot of bad ones, but that's really my only kind of experience with UK hip-hop. Other than that, every now and then there's a song on TikTok that comes up that I love, that sometimes they are from the UK. Like, over the summer, there was that Body remix. Do you remember that one, Was Body remix by Tion Wayne and Russ Millions. That shit was pumping in my whip for months. And I just found it because of TikTok. So maybe sometimes scrolling helps. Other times, uh, just, I, I think that's the only way. Like, I'm not opposed to new music. We mean wanting to talk about that. I love listening to new, new music, and that's the best part of the streaming services. But as it comes to UK, hip-hop, that is, I, I've got plenty to learn. So if you've got suggestions, send them my way. Send them my way, Waz. You can talk about hip-hop all you like. Also, Bag Milk, I have a wine recommendation for you. Yes, this is my third voicemail, whatever. So I tried... Good company boy, Waz. Good Bag Milk Association, good Bag Milk fan. My boy, Waz. First we're talking hip-hop, now we're talking red wine. I will absolutely take this. Uh, press play, let's go, Waz. This wine over the weekend at my cousin's, arguably the best wine I've ever sipped on, I swear to God, it's probably the wine that Jesus drank. Mm. I don't want to get, you know, religious or political, but I'm pretty sure it's... Anyway, it's called Elephant Island Black Currant <laughs> Wine. It was fantastic. Like, I've had a couple different wines throughout my life. I know some may think I'm 16, but I'm actually 25. So I've had some wine, and easily the best wine I've had. Like I said, I'm pretty sure this is what Jesus drank. So, yeah, check it out if you can. Jesus was a fine of the vino. We all know that. It is the blood. As they say. Well, I will try your, your recommendation, Was I'm going to play that one more time. Where is the recommendation, though? Anyway, it's called Elephant Island Black Currant Wine. I'm pretty sure it's... Anyway, it's called Elephant Island Black Currant Wine. Elephant Island. I will try that, Was. Again, if you want wine recommendations, you got to send them my way. I will take those all day. Because, again, we're creating a lifestyle. We're creating a vibe. We're creating a mood around here. Nothing sexier than a red wine, red wine mood, in my opinion. Hangovers, not so great. But the mood, flavor, sexiness. Mm. Hey, Bag Milk. With all of the stuff that's going on with Russia and Ukraine um, at the moment, um, a hot topic, a discussion that I've seen on a couple of Oilers-related forums is how will the fan base respond to Russian players? I know that there's been a lot of heat going on Ovechkin as of lately. Um, for his lack thereof of comments on what's going on over in, uh, Russia. Um, I personally don't think that the players will be received any different because we perceive them as humans here, uh, not just as Russians per se, but, um, 
you know, I kind of was interested in your thoughts on how the, the Oilers fan base as a whole would react to someone like, again, Dmitry Samarukov or uh, Ilya Konovalov, uh, both, again, native Russian. Were you recording that voicemail in, like, a convenience store? I swear I heard, like, a ding-dong at the end of it. Which convenience store are you working in? Can I get some snacks? Or Slurpees? Or a combination of snacks and Slurpees? Um, to answer the question, I don't know, that's a really tough one. And honestly, this may sound like a weak or a cop-out, but I've been thinking the same thing. I've been wondering the same thing. How are they gonna, how are they gonna be treated? I hope not differently. There's a difference between being a Russian and what the Russian government does. Sometimes I don't think that blanket, sometimes I don't think it's fair what's going on in terms of the Russian people. But in terms of what their government is doing, it's, it's deplorable. As for hockey, I really don't know, man. I am, I'm just not smart enough to know. I don't know what the ripple effects are going to be about something like this. Even today, Rick Westhead at TSN uh, broke the story that CCM Hockey is not going to use any Russian player on any global CCM communication at this point. So there's the Ovechkins, there's the Panarins, there's, you know. So there's there's ramifications for the players, regardless of what their sentiments are towards what's happening in Ukraine. I just, what I really, really think about is the people of Ukraine. I don't know the answer what's going to happen for the Russian players. I'm not smart enough. I'm not going to pretend that I'm smart enough. Just right now, I'm just thinking about people in Ukraine. Is that a bad answer? That's the only one I got. This is the final notification call from the Investigation Department of Canada Revenue Agency. We tried contacting you several times. But you have ignored those messages. Yes. There is a legal case that has been registered. Don't you find it weird? Have you ever got those robocalls from the CRA or the alleged CRA, which are not at all CRA, where they're like, the only way you can pay this tax bill is in iTunes cards. And you're like, hmm. Well, that seems fishy off the jump, but okay, I'm just going to go to Future Shop and I'm going to buy myself $60,000 worth of iTunes cards or whatever the balance is that they say you owe, or you will be in prison. Let's see what else they got to say. Under your name, I want you to get back to me on my department division number. This time, if we don't hear a call from you, then we will have to transfer the case to the courthouse and get you arrested. So get back to me as soon as possible. Thank you. Thank you, Robot Lady. I promise I will transfer all of the money I owe in back taxes in iTunes cards. I will give them in Oodle Noodle gift cards. I will give them in bar tabs at Dog Patch. I will give you some promo codes at nationgear.ca. And maybe even a free plug here on Better Late Than Never. I hope that satisfies the tax bill. I hope it does. Hey, Bag Milk, it's Presto again. Um, well, I think our need should be a right shot D and a left shot D. Push the guys down if we had Nurse on the top line with, let's say, Sherrod. Second line would be Susie and Cece. Then our third line would be Nurse, or sorry, um, Keith and Boosh. The best one, I think, on the trade deadline was Roley. Putin got hurt. We had a cup. Any, ch- any mullback from Chile is absolutely amazing and pairs well with red wine. And 
I think everyone's going to say just how damn expensive it is and how much the real world sucks. Um, once again, love the show. Um, go Oilers. Jay Woodcroft has been amazing. I'd like to say the only part that hasn't been is our power play. I yes. think it's time for Gullickson to go. How does it get worse after the coach comes and the rest of the team gets better? It's absolutely in the tank, standing still. It was just awful against Philadelphia. So go Oilers, go, and I hope I got everything right there. Have a great day. There comes Presto. He's got a lot in that message. So first of all, for Presto, I asked on Twitter, what deadline priorities do you see the Oilers needing the most? He says left shot D, right shot D. I don't disagree at all, to be honest. I would love to see you guys get pushed down. Although, if he, did he say Shabbat on the top right side? That would be a gift, but I don't know that the Senators are going to do that. Wine recommendation? I'm going to write this down. I'll take those all day. Best deadline pickup of Roly? I like that one too. I didn't have a great one in the mailbag. So this was a mailbag question that I just kind of carried forward. It was like, what is the most memorable deadline day trade for you? And a lot of people said Roly. That one made a lot of sense. But for me, I remember I was probably in grade 8, grade 7, grade 8. Mike York came to town. The Oilers traded for Mike York. And I remember checking on the computer, just the internet. I think I was probably looking at the journal website in the library in high school. I saw Mike York come to town. I don't know why that one always stuck out. But I figured having him come over, that was the answer to the problems that we had then. Simpler times. Simpler, simpler times. Hey, Bag Milk, it's Presto again. Um, well, I think our need should be Oops. a right shot D and Stop. a- Stop! At eight! Halt! This one. So, Bag Milk, you asked about the things you wish your younger self knew. And I'm actually going to redirect that question back at you because I'm someone probably the youngest podcast listener. Welcome. You have. I'm still living with my parents. So when, what is something you wish you knew and that you could pass on as wisdom to me before I move out? Oh, okay. So this is now, now we're talking. You're asking a guy for advice before you move out, still living with your parents. Here's two things right off the jump. Real, real fucking fast, too. One, do not cheap out on garbage bags. I'm going to say that again. Do not cheap out on garbage bags. I, when I first moved out, my buddy and I that I lived with, he was my roommate, we went to Walmart, and I remember finding a box that was like 200 garbage bags, and there was six cents or some shit like that. When we got home and we filled the garbage, I remember taking the garbage out on the first week, lifted it up out of its holster, out of its can, and there just all the garbage from the bag ripped into the bottom of the garbage can. There's one. Do not cheap out on garbage bags. Two, do not cheap out on toilet paper. You may think, as a young man, that you can get by with one-ply toilet paper like you don't deserve better. Promise you, you do. You are only one slip digit away from knowing yourself at a level that you'll never want to get to, and I promise you that will not happen. You do not cheap out on toilet paper. Number three. If you're going to live with a roommate, sort out the money. Sort out that situation. Who's paying for what? Make sure it's on time. 
Kids your age don't care about credit, but as you get older and you're trying to get loans, that shit matters, man. Actually, you know what? Can I just say learn money a little bit, how it works in general? Automate your finances a little bit? Save some cash. I know it's not fun. I know it's a little boring, but I promise it'll be worth it, man. All of a sudden, you've got a nice little nest egg. You meet a girl, move out. Unless you're moving in with a girl right now, or a partner, whatever. Learn a little bit about budgeting. I promise it's going to make your life less stressful. You won't miss things. You'll be able to afford a bottle of red wine, maybe a box. I don't know. Depends what kind of value you're looking for, Playboy. Recap. One, don't cheap out on garbage bags. Two, toilet paper, treat yourself. Three, learn a little bit about budgeting and money. I promise it's going to make your life better. And, and, you'll know where everything's going. You'll know how much money you have left to spend on cheese. See how I'm wrapping it around. Last voicemail of the week. Wine recommendations. Biggest question you need to ask yourself is if you want to drink wine to get drunk or to savor it and its nuances. I think I have an idea who this is from, and Dangerous Wade, if this is you, to answer the question is, I want recommendations for both. I want to know which red wines I should drink if I'm just going to get banged up, if it's just a night where I've got nothing to do and I want to get a little bit silly. Maybe I want to get a little bit frisky. Maybe I want to open a bunch of bottles of wine, and maybe I just want to have some cheese and be a little basic. What of it? Or... I also want to know some wine recommendations on the other side of the ledger where let's let me paint a picture for you here. It's Wednesday night. I've got an article right for the nation. It needs to be up first thing in the morning. What will it be? I don't know. I haven't decided yet because I haven't written. I need some inspiration. There. I go to my wine rack. I pull out a nice bottle of red. I pour myself a glass. I set the bottle down beside me on the table and I say, now's the time to create Now's the time that my mind is lubricated, where all the senses are joined as one. They are all in this together. What red wine will do that? What red wine will get me there? Let's finish the message. Two very different things. They are. If you just want to enjoy and get drunk. The recommendations for that would be different if you want to learn, appreciate and know the differences between all the different styles and grapes. I want to know it all. Is that the answer to the question that you want to know? Because that's the reality of it. I want to know which one I can drink if I'm just in, like I said, and I want to get piled up. Maybe I want to feel a little sexy, man. Maybe Miss Milk's over. And I just want to say, hey, you want to have a couple of bottles of wine? We'll make some dinner. That'd be nice. I'm not necessarily saying that we're getting piled up, but maybe. Or what about the flip side? We have that nice dinner. I made something wonderful. I don't have many dishes that I can cook, but I can pull out one or two. And I open a bottle of red wine and I pour her a glass and she says, wow, this is really a special moment. Wow, you are really, really, really good at this. Wow, you've set the tone. What is the recommendation for red wine on that case? You know, I want both. I want both. I want to know your party wines. If you're going to do that, I guess. And I also want to know a nice bottle of wine that I can open up for dinner if I have people over. 
I want to know both. So Danger Suede, if that was you, and I believe it was, I am going to say I want to know both. I want to know both. And for that, the Rig Hand Distillery voicemail. Doesn't it all make sense now that you know about the music? Why I need it? RickHandDistillery.com. Go check it out. They've got the tour and tasting coupon listed right there. I recommend that you do it. I've been to the facility. I've done the tour, and I've done many, many tastings. You do not want to miss out on this in your life. And I want to say thank you to Righand Distillery for jumping on as the sponsor of the voicemail. Keep sending them in, everybody. The link is in my bio on both Twitter and Instagram. Love having the voicemails. Love having you guys check in with your thoughts, asking questions. This was a really good round of voicemails. I'm really happy with you guys. You, if I was a teacher, would get a bumblegum and a sunshine sticker. What do you think about that? Teacher Bagmelt gave me a sunshine sticker and a bubblegum. It was the best Wednesday. That's probably what you'd say to your parents. At least that's how I imagine it. That's how I imagine it. And I don't think that any of you would disagree. With that, we're going to wrap up episode 10 of Better Late Than Never. I just want to say thank you guys for being here. Thank you so, so much for participating in the voicemail, your tweets, your emails. I read them all, and I appreciate them. Leave some more reviews. I want to read some more reviews also next week. This thing is only working because you find folks are participating, and I'm very, very grateful for it. I'm very, very grateful that you're listening and sharing and just talking about this podcast in general. It's bigger than I expected, and that was all because of you. And I also want to thank... Arcadia Brewing. They signed on as the title sponsor before I even recorded an episode, and for that, I'm grateful. They are fine folks. Check them out at ArcadiaYeg.com, Arcadia Brew Co. on Twitter, and Arcadia Brewing Co. on Instagram. Keep up with them. Weekend's coming up. Get yourself a cocktail. I'm telling you, Whistling Pig, that beer from Arcadia, it'll change your life. It'll change your life. For Arcadia, for Rig Hand, I'm Bag Milk. Thank you guys for being here. Enjoy the rest of the week. Big games against the Blackhawks coming up this week. 4-2 win coming up on Thursday. 4-2 against the Habs on Saturday because they suck and they are just absolutely terrible. And the Oilers should win both games. Thanks for being here. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.